It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, we don't have football on this Thursday. I can't call it a kickoff Thursday. There's nothing to kick off. Hopefully you guys are using the extra time that you have away from your television to spend with your family, get some holiday shopping done, whatever it is you have going on. And while you do those things, hopefully you can enjoy the Locked On Titans podcast. I myself have had a very, very busy day. I've been traveling from uh, sun up to sundown, essentially. So I put together a good show for you guys in the limited amount of time that I had today. I hope you do enjoy. We are going to talk about the nightmare of a situation that the Titans kicking room is and everything that goes into that as they have signed another kicker to try to fix this situation that has cost them dearly. So we'll talk about how much the kicking situation has cost this team and talk about their replacement that they just signed, Greg Joseph, and what he brings to the table. After our first segment, we are going to do a little bit of Titans talk. As I said, I have been traveling all day long. So as one of our segments, I want to play you Mike Vrabel's press conference, let him tell you guys what he thinks about this Saints team and give you an update on some of the roster moves. And then, of course, in our third segment, We will do Roland's Rewind, and I will talk to you guys about the last time the Titans played the New Orleans Saints, and it was a much better game than I remembered, so glad I was able to go back, take a look at that, and we'll talk about that last. So, ready to jump into all of that with you guys? Let's get it. Your Tennessee Titans lead story. The Titans have made some roster moves to hopefully end the nightmare that has been the kicking situation. They have signed Greg Joseph, the kicker from the Carolina Panthers practice squad. Last year, Joseph kicked for the Cleveland Browns. He made 85% of his field goals going 17 for 20. His long make on the season was 51 yards. Not too shabby for a guy with a small sample size. Now, where things really get... Concerning is he is only 25 for 29 on his extra points. That is not a very high rate. The Titans are not struggling with extra points, so it would be unfortunate for them to trade one issue for another. However, seeing Joseph here now, you have to hope that maybe some of these kicking issues will be put to rest. Now, the roster moves that go along with the signing of Greg Joseph. The Titans have cut, released Ryan Santoso, the air quotes, touchback specialist. This guy was supposed to come in, have a strong leg, 6'5", 200 pounds, big guy, kick the ball out of the back of the end zone to prevent other teams from getting returns. He was unable to do that consistently, was only able to produce a touchback on 9 of his 17 kicks. That's only 52.9%, so he was cut. Ryan Suckup was placed back on injured reserve. If you recall, Suckup missed the first nine weeks of the season with a knee injury, was brought back off IR, went one for six in his field goals, including a crucial miss against the Texans on Sunday. Whether it is health or confidence, he does not have it right now. So I'm glad that the Titans, although they have loyalty to him in a contract, 
that they gave to Ryan Suckup. Quickly, before we move on to the other issues in the kicking game, I just want to remind everyone that Ryan Suckup was given a five-year, $20 million deal, and still at this time, if the Titans were to cut him in the offseason, he would have at least $2 million of dead cap money. That means money on the cap that shows on the cap, even if he's not on your team. I, I continue to feel feel mixed about the Ryan Suckup contract at the time. I was happy that the Titans finally had a reliable kicker, but in hindsight, kicking is such a fickle profession, and it's so dependent on confidence and things of that nature and can go up and down with the momentum of the season that it, in hindsight, of course, it seems like it was unwise to give a kicker that lucrative of a contract. Either way, the Titans will move forward now. Whether they cut suck up or try to get him healthy for next year is to be seen. I would expect them to try to get him healthy, but not give him as long of a leash as they did this year. Suck up is just one part of the kicking issues that the Titans have had throughout the season. Greg Joseph is the fifth kicker on the team this season with... Cairo Santos, who was 4 of 9. Cody Parkey went 3 for 3, and for some reason the team just doesn't trust him. Suck up 1 for 6, as I mentioned. Santoso doesn't even kick field goals, but 9 for 17 on touchbacks. The Titans have made 44% of their field goals this year, 8 for 18. That is 22% lower than the Jets. And it's not just that. These kicks are being missed in critical situations. The Titans lost to the Colts. In week two, 19 to 17, by two points, there was a missed field goal by Santos. Against the Bills, 14 to 7, the Titans missed four field goals. Again, Santos, those are his five misses. And then Suckup, although his other misses haven't cost the Titans completely, he missed a field goal against the Texans, and the Titans lost by three. So that's three specific examples where the Titans were absolutely crushed in crucial AFC and division games by the lack of consistent kicking. Hopefully, Joseph will be able to sure this up. That will do it for our first segment. In our second segment, we are going to do a little bit of Titans talk. I'm going to let you hear from head coach Mike Vrabel's press conference. As always, audio is courtesy of TitansOnline.com. In our third segment, we are going to do Roland's Rewind and go back and look at the last time the Titans played the Saints. Before we jump into our next segment, I do want to remind you that if you are a Spotify listener, use Spotify Rap to show us your top locked on podcasts for the year. Take a screenshot and tag us at Locked On Live and me at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter, and we will share and retweet. Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen he's just been uh, complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play yeah let's throw a couple nuggets out on Allen and I know he's a lot bigger a lot stronger but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3 what's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted and he got better I thought this past year which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws But his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts.
Titans Talk. Let's hear from Tennessee Titans head coach Mike Vrabel, audio courtesy of TitansOnline.com. Well, I don't know what the other expectations would be for a kicker other than to uh, make the kicks. Um, you know, obviously be able to, um, you know, give us balls to cover down the field and make, you know, we obviously know that not every kick's going to be a touchback, but, you know, hang time, direction, you know, there's a lot of things that go into that. I think that the most important thing is, is that Greg's our kicker going forward this week against the Saints, just trying to prepare for them. Um, it's just the timing, the precision, the accuracy um, it is, um, you know, second to none right now. The, the completion percentage is um, over 75%. So it's a huge challenge. They have great skill players. Um, you know, the relationship that he has with, with Michael Thomas and, you know, being able to, you know, find him in zone and man coverage and, and, and the route craft that, that Michael has now and has developed is, uh, is a huge challenge. You, you watch the Carolina game, and it's slant, 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 and then it's it's sluggo at the end of the game, and it was just a well-timed, um, wonderfully called, wonderfully executed play that they um, they dialed up there at the end of that game. Uh, and, you know, it was one that I showed the team uh, weeks ago that, you know, hey, they're in a two-minute drive, and it's third and six, but really the sticks don't mean anything in that, that particular moment, um, and, and the Saints – take advantage of their aggressiveness and they, and they run a double move and move the ball down into field goal range. So they, um, they've they seen it. Uh, Drew and, and, and Sean obviously have seen everything that, that you could possibly throw at them. Um, you know, Michael is developing into a, a, you know, an excellent receiver and, you know, they've, they've got other really good players. They do a bunch with Hill. Kamara is a you know, dynamic player. Um, you know, Cook is a, is a rangy, lengthy tight end that can run. Um, so There'll be plenty of problems here to handle. Well, they're aggressive. They've got good players. Jordan is a, you know, outstanding edge rusher who plays physical, plays with length, uh, mixes moves. Um, I think Demario Davis is playing great. I think that the D line is all is well coached. Uh, they play uh, physical. They play hard. They play with their hands. Um, they're active. Um, you know, and then the corners have been able to to play in in man coverage and. Um, and, and really allow them to, to mix in blitzes with, with you know, that's, that they've done. Well, I think it's probably both. I mean, he's proven to be a um, reliable player for us, um, somebody that, uh, you know, can do something with the ball in his hands. And then also, you know, there's times where, you know, the coverage just dictates that, that that's where it goes. I, I mean, it, again, you know, Greg's here. He's got my confidence. He's got the team's confidence to go out and, uh, and do his job. Well, I mean, just going back to last year, I mean, Kenny came in um, when he did in training camp, learned uh, the defense quickly, helped us out, um, and has really just continued to improve, progress. I think he's got a great relationship with, um, you know, Dean and Kerry and Scott Booker. Uh, he continues to learn. Uh, he's physical. He plays hard. He cares. I think he's uh, he's been a great teammate. Um, I know this week will, you know, is always, you know, unique. Um, going back to, you know, playing against the team that that you played for um, and, and players that you played with, but you know, I'm sure Kenny will, you know, handle it like he always does, like a professional. And he's he's been uh, a good addition to our football team. Well, I mean, I think it has to be. I mean, it's that's something that's critical for 
safeties that are back there working the back, you know, deep part of the field can, you know, am I going to go down? Are you going back? Are we spinning? Are we locking it? And there's just a lot of communication. And Henry, we got oh, two Derek of them Henry. now. Yeah, no, Derek Henry and Brent Kerr making the Um Yeah, I've never, you know, again, that's that, that's for other people to decide. I'm, I'm proud of those guys, their efforts that helped us um, get to where we are. Um, and, and again, I think they're you know, happy for all the players that, that were recognized. Um, we're, we're focused, um, you know, obviously like we are every week on the opponent um, and, and trying to find a way to defend you know, their Pro Bowl players and, and the players that they have. Well, I mean, I don't think practice had, um, you know, much of an effect. I mean, we, we needed to try to do a lot of things better to help us. Um, but, but I think that the things that he was asked to do, you know, he was comfortable with. Um, we're going to try to, uh, you know, see where he is today and, and continue to keep moving. You know, it's just, again, it's, it's built on uh, uh, timing, precision, multiple personnel groups. You know, the biggest thing I can try to tell our guys is that they, they rarely go no huddle, but it's going to feel like no huddle the way that Drew operates. Um, to be able to stand and have, you know, played against them and practiced against them um, as a coach, you know, the, the urgency, the sense of urgency in which they have and they operate with is something that is going to be a huge challenge for us. Um, you know, 11 guys breaking the huddle. You know, Drew, Drew getting them up to the line of scrimmage, getting them motion shift as, as quickly as they do, and getting the play run. So, it's a, it's it's a well-oiled machine that uh, that he leads uh, very well. You know, it's it's just another uh, challenge to an already um, dangerous offense. He's physical. I mean, this is a fast and physical player. It's you know, he gets the ball in his hands. It's straight ahead, no fair dodging, and uh, you know. He's caught passes, he's thrown passes, and you know, he's run, run for touchdowns. So you know, we'll have to know when he's in the game and in what role you know, he's trying to function as. That was Tennessee Titans head coach Mike Vrabel. Hope you guys enjoyed that insight from the head coach himself. As I mentioned, audio courtesy of TitansOnline.com. We are going to jump into our third segment with a little Rollins rewind, step in the time machine, and head back to 2015. It's that time of year. Christmas is coming up quick as we're approaching the 25th, and our friends at MyBookie want to make your season special with 12 days of gifts. MyBookie is already one of the most trusted and reputable sports books in the industry, and this holiday season, they're getting into the spirit of giving with 12 straight days of giveaways. That's right. 12 days of risk-free gifts, a new gift every single day so you can take your game to the next level. They kicked off this promotion on the 14th with a free parlay for the UFC, and they'll keep up the gift-giving through the 25th. Free bets, free spins, futures, and more. While Santa has his, they've checked off their list. They've got a little something for everyone, and this is the promotion that you won't want to miss, especially with the NBA and NHL in full swing and all the college bowl games around the corner. It really is the holiday season and the best time of the year for sports betting. Parlays, teasers, specials, anything you could ever ask for. MyBookie is here to make Christmas great again. Head over to MyBookie.ag right now and use our promo code LOCKEDON to get half of your initial deposit 
and free wagers. And that's just the start of your savings. Make sure to check the site out during this promotion because there's going to be something new every day and you're going to want to take advantage of these deals. So go sign up for my bookie with our code locked on and start winning today. Roland's Rewind. If you will, step in the time machine with me and we will travel back to November the 8th, 2015. Marcus had just missed a few games with a knee injury. Ken Wisenhunt had just gotten fired. Mike Malarkey is taking over for his first game as interim head coach. The Titans are 2-6 and six at the time. The Saints are 4-5 and five and the game is in New Orleans. Tennessee does come out hot here. Uh, this is one of the best offensive performances of Marcus Mariota's entire career. They were able to win this game in overtime, 34-28. to The Saints ended up 7-9 and this year. It was kind of one of their down seasons before the last few years where they really started to put the roster back together. But like I said, the Titans were able to get a victory in the Dome away against the Saints. So really impressive either way. Marcus in his rookie season coming off of an injury, like I said, had his most prolific day in the air. 28 for 39, 371 yards and four touchdowns. Pretty great day there for Marcus. And it wasn't just good performance. There were some highlights in here as well. The very first touchdown of the game was that tip pass to Delaney Walker. I'm sure you guys can picture it in your head. Marcus threw up just a terrible pass, just literally tossed it up in the air. And it bounced off two Saints who were trying to intercept it right into Delaney Walker's waiting arms. And he ran for a 60 yard touchdown. So, um, really awesome play there. One of the more memorable plays of Delaney's career so shout out to Delaney Walker there who knows what comes next for him as a Titan he had a great day overall seven catches 95 yards two touchdowns he had another crucial touchdown late in the game however early in the game the Saints did get up 21 to 10 and they're at home and it's one of those games where you would imagine that the Titans would kind of lie down and the Saints being at home and with a great home field advantage would take over. But no, this Titans squad fought back. There was a touchdown to Justin Hunter. Yes, you heard me, ladies and gentlemen. Justin Hunter. He had three catches that day for 17 yards. One of them was a slant over the middle in the red zone that resulted in a touchdown. And then the game-winning touchdown came on a tight end throwback to Anthony Fasano. If you guys remember back, Anthony Fasano was the key to that offense. Once the Titans lost Fasano as their secondary tight end, who was primarily a blocking tight end, but also could help in the passing game, that, that you know that whole power scheme kind of fell apart for the Mike Malarkey staff. So want to shout out Anthony Fasano, one of the most underrated players in Titans history, and due to his performance or his you know, impact on the offense and how it impacted the offense's performance. I just want to run through some stats for you guys just to bring up some old names because every time I see names like this, some past Titans, uh, it always brings a smile to my face. Well, some of them, I guess, some former Titans. Antonio Andrews, 19 carries, 88 yards. That guy ran hard. Not a lot of talent, but he ran hard. Dexter McCluster was out there, eight carries for 19. Uh, He was just fast. 
But, you know, the Titans still to this day don't really have a fast running back they can count on. So uh, something they were trying to find in McCluster, they haven't found, and they haven't found it yet. So hopefully they're able to do that this year. Like I said, Delaney Walker had a big day. Doriel Green Beckham, DGB, five catches, 77 yards. Harry Douglas, five for 73 Craig Stevens even got in on the action with two catches for 25 yards. So hilarious to look at some of these names here. Uh, Another fun part of this game is Drew Brees threw an interception. He threw it to B.W. Webb. Lord, we have come a long way, Titans fans. So even though the cornerbacks out there that we've seen the last few weeks have been bad, my Lord, it's nothing on B.W. Webb out there. We had Cody Riggs, Cody Sensible out there. Uh, And then, of course, when I said that there are certain former Titans names that don't bring a smile to your face when you say them, well, this is one specifically that I was thinking about, but definitely one of the tops, Parrish Cox. Uh, His name is perfect because all he did out there was Parrish due to the wide receivers. So, dad joke for you guys there to end this Rollins Rewind. So, I know it was a quick show today. Like I said, I have been busy traveling all day long. I promise to give you guys a jam-packed show on Friday as we did on Wednesday. So, you got a good sandwich there for the end of your week. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans. for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite college team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.